Thank you, Gloria. Uh, it's a wonderful message in that. So we don't know about tomorrow, but Jesus is with us, and so He will walk with us and guide us. And hopefully, this year uh, that message be uh, uh, applicable to all of us. Happy New Year, all of you, and. Uh, the first uh, Sunday of uh, every year, I usually deal with the theme of that uh, year. And today's theme is Go Beyond. Uh, hopefully that we can all think about how we want to live uh, this year. Uh, so the first Sunday, we sit down. And instead of just going and going, going sit down and reflect a little bit. And then uh, maybe find new direction of life. I believe that life has to go forward. That's what I believe. It's like fish can only go forward. We have to go forward. If fish stops, then it dies. The same way if we stop, we die. We have to continuously move forward. Our life should not be just circling around, going nowhere. Once I got lost in the woods, uh, for an hour, I walked and walked and walked. I thought I was going somewhere uh, towards the end. But I realized for an hour, I was circling around. I saw the same tree 20 minutes before. And back again. So I circled around for an hour. It was scary. So I realized how easy it is to get lost in the deep woods. Sometimes, even though we know that life has to go forward, sometimes we feel that our life is just going around, going nowhere. I'm sure that uh, that was what the Israelites felt in the wilderness. I mean, in that wilderness for 40 years, not 40 days or 40 weeks, 40 years, they walked and walked without really knowing where they were going. I think they were frustrated with the fact that they were going around, circling around, going nowhere. That was scary. Feeling stuck feeling that your life is circling around and going nowhere, that is a sense of helplessness and powerlessness. When we feel helpless and powerless, that's what we feel. We feel like our life is not going anywhere. We feel like our life is stuck. Sometimes we feel that everything else is already determined. There's nothing for me to change anything. I'm just, I'm just like a screw in a gigantic machine, easily replaceable. And then I don't do anything. Just life is just going around and around and without me being able to make any change. That sense is a sense of helplessness and powerlessness. And we feel that sometimes. And I think it is one of the most common symptoms of modern life. 
It just it doesn't apply only to uh, the old elderly people, even younger people. I mean, they were supposed to have lots of dreams and vision and future. They think about future, but they feel so uh, disappointed. And, and even younger people feel so stuck with their lives. No sense of direction, no sense of purpose, and no sense of fulfillment. It's like the myth of Sisyphus, the Greek myth. You roll and push a boulder up mountain only to see it roll down again. And then you have to start all over again. That process, that repetition, meaningless repetition of life. Some people say that to me. Some people say to me that that is a fact of life. You cannot do anything about it. That is reality. They say that that's what life is. But whenever I hear that, I feel very uncomfortable. I feel that their definition of life is very unchristian and unspiritual. It just it justifies our life which has no power to change. It just justifies it. And I don't like it. It's a very unspiritual way of looking at life. Because Jesus clearly said, you can change. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus compared our life with the kingdom of God and said that you can change. This is what Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. It started with the smallest seed, and, but it grows to be the biggest tree. Talking about change. Even if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, that change is possible. And this is what Jesus said. He said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I tell you, if you have the faith, faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. How positive it is about change. It's a very different attitude about life. Some people will say, oh, life cannot change, and that's what life is, and that's a reality. Very different from that kind of understanding of life. Jesus had very positive attitude about life, about change. The problem is not in the fact that life cannot change. The problem is in the fact that we have no faith even the size of a mustard seed. I mean, yes, I agree that sometimes we have to accept our situations. We can't just complain about our life, our circumstances, and then dissatisfied and sometimes even get angry. Why am I in this situation? Sometimes we do that, but we just have to accept sometimes our situations. But accepting our situations does not mean that you do nothing about it. 
You just get buried in your circumstances. Accepting our situation does not mean that. We can always change. We can always become better. We can always move forward. Yes, change is hard. And change is rare. We see a lot of pseudo changes. Even religious changes, pseudo changes. People say that I have changed. But when we really look at it, nothing changed. So we see a lot of false changes. They claim that they changed, but nothing changed. So I understand we can, people can be skeptical about real change because real change is hard and very rare. But my friend, I believe that change is possible because God is with us. God is the agent of change. God always creates. God always renews. God always restores. In other words, God always changes. Changes us, changes our life, changes the world. And that's how God wants us to live, making changes. God wants us to go beyond where we are. Beyond where we are. 2022 should be better than 2021. 2021 should be better than 2020. Tomorrow should be better than today. We don't know about tomorrow, but it should be better than today because God is with us. Today we heard beautiful words about change by St. Paul. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Look at that attitude. He wasn't just sitting around complaining about his life. He was pressing on. The Korean translation uh, said, 달려가노라. 달려가노라, meaning running towards the goal. Pressing on towards the goal. It's like, it's like a, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the horse racing. You beat yourself and then run towards the goal. Press on. He didn't stay, he didn't stay where he was. He pushed towards the goal. I like that attitude. Nobody forced him to do so. He self-motivated himself. He didn't do it out of obligation or duty. He had strong self-motivation to move forward. Why? Because he found his self-worth. He found his self-worth. He realized that he was worth so much more than he could just settle for. I'm better than that. I'm worth much more than settling for who I am just now. He found his self-worth. He found worth of his life. His life was so worthy to be wasted away. Doing nothing. He had a self-respect for himself. 
You know, St. Paul did not write this when his circumstances was good. He didn't write these positive uh, things when everything was going well. You know, when everything is going well, it's easy to be positive, positive about life. You know, when you're promoted, and when you're doing well in school, you get good marks, and then uh, next semester you want to work harder and then work more, and then when your relationship is going great and you are very fruitful and pr productive, and then, uh, of course, it's very easy to think about change. Yeah, I can make changes because you feel empowered deep within you. So, oh yeah, I can do it. It is so easy to uh, be positive about uh, change. When everything is going well. But when everything is going not right, not going well, no matter what you do, no change. No matter what you do, you encounter more problems. When, no matter what you do, you get uh, complaints from people. And your life it seems like going nowhere. When, when things are not really going well, it is hard to be positive about change. You just want to dig a hole and hide. Never want to come out that come out of that hole. You just want to stay in that hole. Paul's situation was not that great. He was in prison when he wrote this letter. Not only was he in prison, his fellow Christians criticized him and then spread false rumor about Paul and accused him of spreading the wrong message. And yet, he said, I will press on. Even in that worst circumstances, he said, I will press on. He didn't focus on his gloomy reality and sat there in self-pity. He pressed on towards the goal. Wonderful man, wonderful person, victorious. How could he do that? What was pulling his life? It was not just self-motivation. It was not just self-worth that he found. But there was something that pulled Paul's life. What was that? Paul, St. Paul, I was, I was meditating on his life and then also today's passage and then I discovered this was what he pulled. Let me read it. I press on towards the goal, goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The call, heavenly call. He saw his life as calling. He saw his life as calling. His calling was like his sense of purpose and meaning. That pulled him. That calling pulled him. That kept him going. To him, Calling was a purpose of his existence. That was what Nietzsche said, even though he didn't believe in God. He who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. 
a why to live for that is calling a why to live for when you have a strong sense of calling you will not easily give up you will pursue because the moment you stop pursuing you know that you stop living the moment you give up trying to become better you might as well be dead and calling my friends is not a static concept it is a process you may not be you may not be able to articulate what your calling is right away you don't see the whole picture of calling and that's okay but when you continuously pursue your calling becomes clearer and clearer. You realize that, oh, in my life, there is a theme. Before, I didn't realize it, but in my life, when I look at my life, there is a theme. And also, there is a certain direction that my life is going towards. And then you realize what your calling is, a little bit clearer and clearer. Ah, maybe this is why God called me into existence. I mean, St. Paul too, he didn't have the uh, full understanding of calling from the beginning. He, this is what he said. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own. He admitted that his search for calling was not finished. He's in the, in the process of finding it and living it out. So, front, the calling pulled him. But there was another thing that pushed St. Paul to go forward. And that is verse 13. This one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. He was able to let go of his past, forgetting what lies behind. And often, even though we see calling and we want to move forward, there is a past that holds us back, does not allow us to go forward Powerfully. We always look back with regret and disappointment. Our old habits, old mistakes, hurt, pain, our old pattern that shaped us and molded us, fear of letting go of the old. All these things hold us back and do not, does not allow, do not allow us to go forward. Joy Bell, a woman writer, she said this. We cannot be afraid of change. You may feel very secure in the pond that you are in, but if you never venture out of it, 
you'll never know that there is such a, such a thing as an ocean, a sea. Holding on to something that is good for you now may be the very reason why you don't have something better. We cannot easily forget what lies behind. I say easily, but it is one of the most difficult things to do, to forget what lies behind. Our past constantly comes up and haunts us. We realize that we don't have power not only to change our past, but also to forget it. We cannot even forget it. It sounds good to forget our past and move on, but that is so hard to do so. I mean, we say that, oh, our past is our teacher. But instead of being a good teacher that teaches us, our past becomes like a ghost that hunts us rather than teaching us. We need help. We need God's help. We need God's forgiveness of our past. Somebody said, forgiveness cannot change our past, but it can change your future. I got it from Blacklist TV series. <laughs> we need to be able to leave our past in God's hands. That is faith. When Paul said, forgetting what lies behind, it is his faith speaking, not his will speaking. Daily, we need to let go of our life in God's hands. Realizing, realizing that our whole life is in God's hands. So every evening, before you go to sleep, leave what happened on that day in God's hands. And then morning, wake up, Start seeing new vision, new calling for the day. Do it daily, every day. Your life will change. You can go beyond where we are. You, can, you don't have to be stuck where we are. You can go beyond where you are. God will reshape you. He will break down your old habits and mold us into a new self. Then we can go beyond. That is message for 2022 for all of you. So that at the end of this year, next year when we come back here, ah, this year was better than last year. I hope that we can make that confession. May God bless you with this message and Happy New Year.